My name is Ali, I'm a doctor and YouTuber. I'm Taymor, I'm a data scientist and writer. And you're listening to Not Overthinking, the weekly podcast where we think about happiness, creativity, and the human condition. Hello, and welcome back to yet another episode of Not Overthinking. It's been a while. One of countless episodes. Countless, indeed. It's been ages, man. We have been doing this podcast now for like four years. Is it four years? Yeah, we started in March of 2019. I don't think Mate. we've recorded an episode yeah. since March of 2023. So <laughs> that's mental. Wait, well, I don't think we did one in March. I think I think the last one must have been in like Jan or something. It must have been real bloody been. ages ago. Yeah, um, hey, four years has gone by. It's absolutely flown by. Yeah, it kind of coincides with when, or like roughly when we started causal. I think we started the podcast like two months before that or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. That's actually mental. Mental, isn't it? I think like the first two years, like the first two years of the last four years didn't go by that quickly. And then the last two years have just been like a blitz. Mm. How's it felt for you? Mm. March 2019. I've been working full time then in my first job. Yeah. I've been in Addenbrooke's on Department of Medicine for the Elderly. Yeah. Good times. Those are the days. What about what about the time dilation? The time dilation. I feel like when I had a job, yeah, time went by slower. Ah, I think. Really? But also maybe the days were a bit more varied. Really, when you had a job? Yeah. Well, no, I don't know actually. No, the days are all fairly. I don't know. <coughs> but I guess there's more time dilation as you as you age anyway, right? Mate, we we haven't aged that much. Well, in four years. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's great. Because I remember at the like one year mark, just over the one year mark, I had this wedding in Malawi. Was yeah. it the one year mark or was that? Yeah, I think it, like at the one year mark, I had this wedding in Malawi. Oh no, I think it was before. It was like a few months in. Yeah. And then I think I remember at was the, that one the low year, optionality. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. And then I remember like at the one year mark. We <laughs> that like, was our peak. Yeah, yeah. Literally, literally, <laughs> Four months right. into the podcast, <laughs> episode two about consistency, and episode about episode three about the kitchen bin. Yeah, mate, those are the hits. Forty about the, the classics. The, yeah, I didn't know enough about. And like, then it's been reading. <laughs> read, <laughs> yeah, now I read random books on the yeah. pod. <laughs> the only time you get to read. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do you plan to read three books this year? Well, <laughs> funny you should ask. What episode week? <laughs> but I remember at the one year mark. We were like, wow, we've done like 52 episodes of the pod and we did this, like this look back and stuff yeah. like that. And I think at that point, it didn't feel like it had gone by super fast. And I felt like, it felt like an achievement of like, wow, we've been doing this thing for a whole year. And like, we have like 50 episodes. It's nice. That's, that's a big number. You know? I know here we are. I have no idea how many episodes we got. I have no idea. Yeah, not, not the foggiest. Even, not even the vague foggiest. Okay, so look. I think a couple of agenda items. Yes, please. Um, I think we should reflect on. Okay, look, we've done this many times before, but we should we should reflect on why we haven't done the pod in like four months. Why we haven't? Yeah. Okay. And then we should. I mean, I think you've been pretty keen to come up with a four because I think part of the you know not to not to give the game away, but I think part of the issue is that like we literally just like spitballing every single time yeah like, it's, it's quite like, it's quite stressful it's yeah it's like well stressful is the wrong word it's not yeah. st- it's it there's a it's mentally taxing and yeah. like sort of 
emotionally taxing going into it. Look, we, we, we should hoping just, you'll pull it out, pull something out of the bag. We should just follow the <laughs> principles that I teach on the Part-Time YouTube Academy. <laughs> All right, what are the principles? Which is that build a way to find a way to systemize your content production yeah. so that it feels like less of a heavy lift each time. So things like templates and structures and scripts and yeah, I think it would be just yeah, and you know, I think like the, one of the nice one of the nice things about the pod is that it's a bit like unstructured and stuff. But if mm-hmm. there's a default, if there's like a acceptable default to fall yes. back to, it's kind of like you know, not to <laughs> not to aggrandize ourselves here, but you know, it's like it's like the difference between walking a tightrope <laughs> with a safety net to fall back on and not. Well, actually, I think that's that's the wrong metaphor because okay, they, yeah. they say when you have the safety net, then, then you, you won't be able to do exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. All right, but I'm sure there's a metaphor somewhere. But mm. you know, if we have that to fall back to, then it won't seem like so much friction of like, oh my god, like. It's like the they would Cal- just be like, oh yeah, sure, let's do a pod. It's like the Calgary-Cambridge model. All right. The, Cal- the, the Calgary-Cambridge model is a structure that's used by doctors to take histories from patients, mm. where it just breaks it down into all the things you need to ask a patient. Yeah. Into like presenting complaint, ideas, concerns, expectation, past medical history. Yeah. What's S? Systems review. <laughs> PIPs DFS. I used to use oh, that, okay. that as an acronym, drug, family, social, history, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you just know that whenever in doubt, you just revert just to the structure. The model. Yeah. Follow the pip, PIPs DFS. Yeah. And life is good. But do you always follow that or like, can you go off piste? Yeah, you, you can kind of go off piste, especially if you've got like a 10 minute consultation or if you're like a pro and you're just like, yeah, you can just diagnose them like immediately. But you know that if in doubt, PIPs DFS is the way to go. And certainly for the first several years of being a doctor, you just follow it because you don't want to miss anything. Right. You don't want to be the guy that like jumps the gun thinking, I know what's going on and yeah. miss out the fact that yeah. the patient is like blind or something. Right. But Okay. So we need to find the format. So why haven't we potted? Sorry. Uh, uh, AOB, any any other business other than agenda item number one, why haven't we potted agenda item two defining a default format? And then I think we, we find a format and then we follow it <laughs> and see, yeah, and see yeah, how yeah. it goes. Um. I mean, neither of us has brought it up in a while. What? The pro- the podcast? Yeah. Like, let's pod. Let's do a pod. Yeah. Like, it obviously takes one, at least one person to, to suggest doing the pod. Yeah. <laughs> and neither of us have really suggested it for a few months. I think it's because, right, when we weren't living together, yeah. the pod was the source of like... Yeah, it was like catching up. What, what are you up to? Yeah, yeah. But when you live together, even even though we live together, we actually don't have a yeah, really conversation that much of really what, doing, what are you up to. But yeah, it, yeah. like, we tend to see each other and then it'd just be like, just yeah. chatting. Whereas I rarely ask you what's going on in your life, kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. Um, anyway, let's find a format, and then we'll attempt to stick to the format. Okay, yeah. I think one format could be personally, professionally, and relationship, <laughs> PPR. Uh, this, so, this, uh, this is the format of the life dinner that I do with uh, Jane every month. Okay. As per Sihil Bloom's uh, tweet thread. Yeah. Where... Each party monologues for a bit about their personal personal life, professional life, and the relationship. Mm. And for each of those, you discuss uh, progress since last time or kind of updates, challenges, and forward goals. I don't know about that. You don't know about that? You don't want to talk about the relationship? Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to talk about some aspects of the relationship. Sure. Not many aspects of the relationship, but I think... Personal and professional. I think personal and professional is a good one. Like, what's going on in your personal life? What's going on in professional life? What are the challenges? I think challenges are interesting. Challenges are more interesting than updates. Can, can you suggest something better? Yeah, I, like, I think the... If, it's, if we're going to do a weekly pod, there's not going to be, like, new life updates every week, man. 
I right. think I think a small life update section is good. I'm sure we can break that down into like personal, professional, whatever. I think most, I think like there's not going to be any something each week in all those sections. But then I think like, I think the, the real juice is in the discussing of topics, you know, that aren't related to like what's necessarily going on. Like, I don't know. What? Look, I think let's start off by, how about how about this how about this at the start if one of us has a topic to propose yeah then we can propose that topic and then we'll do the thingy quickly the up the, the life updates very briefly and then go straight into the topic but if not we can spend a bit longer on the life updates no, no but for example the format could be like life updates for a bit yep and then like discussing a tweet or something or like yeah okay so i'm skeptical because that saying let's discuss a topic is the same as having no format because a tweet. no a tweet okay but like that's the thing that we struggled with in the past of like finding a topic to talk about whereas humor me for a moment uh when when we have when i've po- casually polled people they tend to say that oh i prefer the the, the life update bits of the thing where you're just chatting about your lives anyway because the lives are interesting really rather than oh i really loved you reading out highlights from this random book that you hadn't even read <laughs> so i think if we have a particular topic to discuss yeah. then sure but i actually think people don't listen to, i don't know it'll be interesting to hear from our from our listeners please do leave a comment in the youtube video down below like why do you listen to the pod i reckon let's just try okay fine yeah life all. update is good yeah i don't think it's, i don't think it's life update really it's, it's like you know update and challenges and the challenges is the, is the interesting bit the update is like the quick and okay yeah fine. not that interesting bit. yeah I'm, I'm sold right let's do it so you first personally in your personal life what have been the updates in a nutshell and then what have been some challenges i have let myself go physically that's an update basically i sort of i sort of had a good thing going yep of like having a sort of nominal gym workout a a couple of days a week before work and doing badminton one day a week before work and then like two months ago now when ramadan happened yeah it was ramadan from like mid-march mid to late march until like yeah, and basically since then, I've done nothing. And actually this week, I was in Italy this week for a causal offsite, and we went for two runs down to the lake, like downhill runs, 4K downhill run, 20 minutes, both days. And my body was just ruined, mate. I was just absolutely destroyed. And so I've gotten really unfit. I've gotten a bit of a belly, to be honest, like a little bit of belly. And so, yeah, I think on the personal side, I'm letting myself go physically. Nice. Well, right. It's good to know. And. Sounds of the body. The bowels have been a lot better, you know. The bowels. Excellent. Mate. Honestly, like, yeah, I think maybe like Ramadan was a good like food reset or something. Yeah. Spiritual cleanse. Yes. Yeah. Spiritual and, and physical. Yeah. And like the bowels have like, I think just been pretty normal. Yeah. So that's pretty good. I actually didn't notice that. Very good. That's great news. Nice. What about the mind? We talked about uh, the body and the bowel. Yeah, mate. The mind, mind, not, mind, mind and soul. The mind's not in a good place. Oh, the mind's not gonna go in a good place. Dude, I think I've been getting poisoned. Oh. I think I realized this when I was fasting. When I, when I was like, 
you know, trying to unplug from the random signals that I'm plugged into. Yeah. Um, and I kind of noticed like, oh my God, like all of the stuff, all of like my, my default content that I see on Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just absolutely poisonous. Okay. What do you mean? Mate. It's like, I don't know how this has happened, but my, my Twitter feed is exclusively like culture war content at this point. Oh, the following or the for you page? <laughs> I actually don't go on the following page. I, like I've never like actually gone on there. Mm. It's, it's the for you page for sure. But I, th I th honestly, mate, I think the last three months, the algorithm, the algorithm's clearly been changing. Yep. And it's just like so extreme. Like I liked a, I liked some like dog video a couple of weeks ago, and then literally the next minute there was like three dog videos in the feed. It's just gone like way over the top. Okay, <laughs> so what do you like to get the culture wars content? I don't know, man. And what is culture wars? Culture wars? Like what? What defines the culture wars? It's the culture war, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, let me, I'll just I'll just Google this one because it, it'll definitely do a better job than I will. Wikipedia. A culture war. <laughs> Lol. This article or section appears to be slanted towards recent events, February 2022. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, what is a culture war according to me? I'm pretty sure the term was coined like in the last five years. All right. A culture war is a cultural conflict between social groups and the struggle for dominance of their values, beliefs, and practices. It commonly refers to topics on which there is general societal disagreement and polarization in societal oh. values. Okay. Its contemporary use refers to social phenomenon, a social phenomenon, in which multiple social groups holding distinct values and ideologies attempt to steer public policy in opposition to each other. Thus, a culture war now describes hot button or polarizing social issues uh, in politics and public policy. Contemporary wedge issues, wedge issues, I think that's a term that like divides people or something. Yep. Contemporary wedge issues in the, in the United States include abortion, homosexuality, transgender rights, Pornography, multiculturalism, racism, and other conflicts based on values, morality, and lifestyle, which are described as the major political cleavage. I've never heard that term before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you've been seeing major political cleavage on, on your on your Twitter feed. <laughs> My Twitter feed is nothing. <laughs> right, we're going to carry on that bit. But yeah, like. Honestly, the U.S. seems absolutely mental. I, my, I don't know if it's my Twitter feed, but okay. so what? What sort of content do you see on your Twitter feed? Can, okay, can, okay. You, can okay. you give us a flavor? Okay, like, why don't you scroll through your Twitter timeline and just I'm sort not of roughly... read out? No, oh, it's okay. You have to read it out, <laughs> dude. <laughs> okay, but just roughly summarize what what the genre of content is. Because I have no idea what's on your Twitter feed. Okay, fine. Okay, we're, we're, we're going to compare Twitter feeds. No, okay, wait. I just want to. I want to disclaim it. Do you remember that you've seen The Office, right? Uh, bits of it, yeah. Right. There's a bit in the office where Michael Scott <laughs> forwards some, like, I don't know, like, na nude picture or something to yeah. someone to, like, the office or something like that. And then HR, like, has a go in for it. And he basically says, look, <laughs> they call me the king of forwards. But what, you, what you've got to remember is I'm not coming up with this stuff. <laughs> I'm just forwarding it. <laughs> and then he And then he says... You wouldn't arrest a guy for just passing drugs from one person to another, or something like this, right? And so, I, the thing to remember here: you're the king like, of forwards. I'm not coming up with this stuff, okay? okay. Sure. And this is uh, this is Elon, Elon is coming up. This is the for you page. This is not even people I'm necessarily following. Sure. And I think 
Great. Honestly, at this point, a majority is not people I'm following. Okay, nice. Okay, so I'm going to scroll to the top. First one is a product update from a B2B SaaS product. <laughs> Second one is a should post to a VC guy who's quite funny. Third one is some, I don't know, pretty pretty niche like history, religion type. I don't know, someone's posted something. It's just discussion. Okay. Uh, that's pretty moderate so far. That's that's fine so far. Next one is philosophy tweet about Alistair McIntyre. Also fine. Ah, here we go. All right, here it begins. All right, this is this is the gender war uh, skirmish okay. of the culture war. Okay, some guy, some guy who I don't follow. Right, yeah. I don't follow <laughs> some guy who has two thousand followers who I don't follow. Yep, tweets some stuff that would be pretty controversial <laughs> about male female interaction. Right, okay, uh, you know, kind of like you know, red pill adjacent. Right? Red pill adjacent. Are you comfortable reading it out loud or no. you think, no, absolutely no. not. We don't want to poison the minds no, of the listeners. We, we definitely don't want to poison the minds. Okay, good. Right. And then some other guy who I also don't follow, who has 11,000 followers and his title in his like Twitter name is Sauna King. Seems to be into saunas. This guy quote tweets this 2,000 follower red pill guy saying, imagine being 40 and still, you know, like being like this guy, like still wanting to like whatever. Okay, so he's anti the red pill. He's anti the red pill. But again, why is this skirmish between these two like lobies on my feed? <laughs> I don't follow either of them. <laughs> I have, look, I have more followers than both of these guys put together and I, I'm not even big on Twitter. Like why are these guys on my feed? Mate. So, all right, there were three reasonable tweets on my on my thing. The fourth one is a gender war thing. Yep. Right? Okay, this is the next one. 2,000 followers. Okay, this is from someone whose name is Pinko Scum. 2,400 followers. I don't follow her. She's tweeted some... She's tweeted some screenshots from some Facebook Messenger conversation about some other woman reporting her to the Forest Service and getting her fired. There's no reason for this to be on my feed, man. All right, next tweet is from the undercover FPNA guy. Good anonymous FBA account. Pretty good. Next tweet is from a funny. Oh, actually, I don't follow this guy, but I've seen him a bunch. But kind of funny tech shit poster. Next tweet is from. Next tweet is like. Oh yeah, next tweet is someone quote tweeting the quote tweeter of that red pill tweet. Yep. Having a go at him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So this is the sort of content you get on the daily. A uh, couple of tech tweets, AI. Next tweet is, okay, I, look, I do follow some culture war commentators. There's a guy called Constantine Kissin who hosts a podcast called The Trigger Pod. And he, he kind of went viral recently um, because of a speech he gave at the Oxford Union um, about this house believes woke culture has gone too far. And he kind of had the speech that got like, you know, just like spread like wildfire on the internet. Um, anyway, I follow this guy. He's got interesting takes on things. But okay, I'm kind of asking for cultural content by following him. That's fine. Next is sort of tech tweets from the founder of the Pillars app, Islamic Prayer Times app. Cool guy, actually. Don't mind those tweets. Next tweet is 
the US M- okay this is a right the next tweet let me just explain this to you alright sure please <laughs> this tweet is from someone I okay I do actually follow him alright anyway he is quote tweeted the US Embassy in Beirut the US Embassy in Beirut posted some pictures of their new compound in construction <laughs> okay okay this guy okay this guy's like a he's an ex-diplomat commentator whatever all right he just tweeted about that that's fine next tweet is a video is a quote tweet of a video of i can i can tell what the vibe of the video is going to be before even watching it but it's gonna it's like some culture war vibe like what 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 skirmish of the culture war I mean, ju- just from like watching the preview of the video with no sound, I'm guessing what this is is an elementary school teacher in the US, like teaching her classroom about, you know, a divisive issue <laughs> in the culture war. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. And this person is quote tweeted that video. This person who I don't follow has yes. quoted that video which was posted okay that video was posted by someone who said we've reached a new low as a society okay i don't follow that person yeah this person was then quoted by another person i don't follow saying she needs to be fired immediately as in the like, person in the video yeah and i i'm the one who has to look at this okay <laughs> yeah. so like literally 30 percent, 40 percent of my feed is people i don't follow having cultural war skirmishes that i didn't ask for right, right. what's your feed let's see chat gpt um we invited our neighbor to do crafts with us. So fun. Glad to get, uh, glad, so glad I get to spend more time with my kids in the afternoon. Picture of someone doing arts and crafts. Uh, GPT-4. <laughs> what is it, mate? What is it? <laughs> Give us the loadout. Oh, no, cultural. <laughs> no, dude, come on. You have to like summarize Culture war. What's what's the axis? The axis is high value versus low value men. <laughs> okay, like yep. red pill gender war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That kind of <laughs> do you and, follow? Do you follow? <laughs> I actually do because I think he's funny. Um, then there's something about memorizing an IP address. Crazy clips. <laughs> this, is, this is not culture wars at all a woman urinates on the floor a woman urinates on the floor to avoid leaving slot machine at a casino <laughs> okay that's kind of kind of sad oh justin Walsh. a friday afternoons upstate offer cider and pizza have a wonderful weekend you crazy solopreneurs wow ai stuff uh standing desk <laughs> uh golden handcuffs if you're a creator ai llms ai this is way better than mine. Oh, someone who I don't follow has quote tweeted someone. Who you also don't follow. Who I also don't follow. Who's saying the video. Ite, never mind, maybe children do deserve the coal mines. We love, <laughs> who, who is quote tweeting someone who says, we love landlords, which is a protest called, we love, La-. this must be a cultural thing. Yeah. This that's is a landlord yeah, versus yeah, anti-landlord. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Class war. Classic video of Steven Crowder whipping someone. We're whipping a cow. Who's Jim Crowder? Oh, he's like a very right-wing guy. He's the, he's the change my mind guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. So that's cultural content. But uh, do you follow? I I actually do. He's I think he's he's funny as well. Oh, uh, actually, wait, do I? Do I follow Crowder? Oh yeah, I do. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, I have no leg to stand on. <laughs> Mate, what? We've got a clip of Andrew Tate boxing. Then we've Great. got Jordan Peterson. How how is Top G? Uh, I don't know. I think he's, he's been off the radar for a while. I've not heard from him since like last week when he claimed to have gotten poisoned. Oh, I didn't, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I saw, I saw the poisoning tweet. Well, then we have a, oh gosh, a Jordan Peterson entry into the culture wars. What are statistics about the inflation rate? Aristotle's three rules of persuasion. Mate, low key, I think, I think Jordan Peterson is, a, is, a, is like a, a true victim of the culture war. Oh, you think he's a victim? I think, I think like he's clearly had, he's clearly gone through a mental health spiral in the last few years yep and i think like i mean all he ever tweets about is like culture war yeah and it's it clearly like really gets to him and i think he needs to unplug me but yeah look basically the reason i brought this up is yes your mind i think over the, i think over the last few months it's yeah. just been clear to me that like my mind is just getting poisoned by this stuff and i just need, need to get off twitter um well <laughs> maybe well no <laughs> <laughs> obviously not and like the, no the only the only reason the only thing that like makes makes me realize when i ask other people like like yo did you okay like i'm not i'm not gonna say what it was but today at dinner with you and lucia right i was like i was like oh my god guys like i think there's gonna be like riots in the u.s like do you hear about that thing and you guys were both like what are you talking about and literally that thing has dominated my feet like the last 48 hours. And you guys haven't the foggiest of what it is. And no. you both go on Twitter, yeah. right? And so like... Mate, I get really chat GPT prompts and worry that my job is going to get taken away by AI. Yeah. That's the bulk of my Twitter feed these days. And tweets from Dan Go about fitness, which inspired me to go to the gym. Yeah, mate. Anyway, look, I've like, I've now, st I've started, I've started doing a cleanse. Very I'm good. like, like when I see a culture war tweet... And it's from someone I follow. Why don't you just unfollow them? Why don't you just look at your following page rather than your for you page? Yeah, you know what? Maybe I should try that. Why don't you look, do that now, mate? The thing is, though, yeah. mate, like the the for you, the, like the algorithmic feed used to be good, man. I used mm. to like, I used to be like until you started engaging with all the cultural. I used stuff. to be like, it, I have so much funny stuff on there. I like screenshot these memes, send them to group. I don't see anything funny on yeah, my Twitter. You've not anymore. posted any memes. It's in absolutely a while. mental. Yeah, but look, basically, the Twitter, like the algorithmic feed, used to be really good. I used to see like really like. I used to be like dying of of laughter every time I was on Twitter. Now it's just like, mate, yeah, it's genuinely a big problem. Nice. I so, used to love Twitter, man. Are Twitter we updates or challenges still for you? This is challenge, man. Challenges. Okay, so physical health is a challenge and mental mind. Body is a challenge and mind is a challenge. Yeah. What about soul? <laughs> how's, soul. how's the soul these days? I think the soul was in a great place in Ramadan, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think that like... Not eating and stuff, not eating, not drinking. I, yeah, I just like feel. I mean, the first the first couple of days were hard, and then once you get into it, I just yeah, I just feel like pretty zen. Yeah, just feel like I think clearly. What about since Ramadan? Yeah, since Ramadan, like what's happened? So even then, I've been away the last week. How's the soul? How are you feeling in yourself? Your spiritual connection, your creative fulfillment, whatever you want to define as soul. Yeah, I don't think it's like, it's not bad. It's not not good. It's like fine. It's like it's like normal. Cool. Like average. I, yeah, I just feel like I haven't had enough space. What about hobbies? My hobbies? 
I haven't really done any hobbies in a while. Hmm. Why is that? What are your hobbies? I play ping pong. Um, I was liking the badminton that we were doing, but then it was Ramadan and then traveling and stuff and then kind of fell off the... Oh, we're doing team badminton on Wednesday. I've sent you an invite. Oh, really? Yeah. Because the team are here for our sprint planning. What time? Seven. Yeah, I can probably do that. Yeah. Nice. Um, Yeah, hobbies. I don't know, man. What are my hobbies? Oh, man, I've been getting back into Pokemon Showdown. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> hell, that's still around. Wait, that's, on, that's, that's been the highlight. <laughs> the, <laughs> the highlight of the last three months. On the personal front in the last few yeah. weeks. I've been getting back into Pokemon Showdown. Just like in between things. <laughs> While you're on calls? <laughs> no. No, obviously not. Um, yeah, that's been really fun. And it turns out a couple of people at calls will also play, will also like Pokemon and have played some Showdown. Hmm. And we might play together at some point. Nice. But yeah, honestly, like, mate, I think, like, work is a bit of a hobby. I think, like, if I can... Work is a bit of a hobby. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I've, I have relearned The Entertainer two, six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, or something like this. Nice. Yeah. Like, a bit of piano. It's a main personal challenge. I'm, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not feeling, like, a desire to, like, do more hobbies. Okay. So, main physical challenges, it seems like, it seems like the body and the mind. Yeah, and I think if I if I did the body stuff, the mind stuff would sort itself out. Nice. Like if I'm starting the day with a run or gym or whatever. Because like, yeah, there were two days initially at the offsite where a bunch of us ran down to the lake and on the second day, a bunch of us jumped into the lake. It was really cold. And it was a great start to the day. Yeah, I, it all sort my mind out. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. Let's What's uh, stopping you from doing the morning exercise situation? I mean, I was fasting, and then since then, I feel like I've I feel like I've been away since then. You know, that weekend. Let me look at the calendar. Yeah, you kind of have. I just feel like I've been away all the time. There was a weekend between Eid and the causal offsite, and you were here for that week. Yeah, I mean, Eid was pretty recently, right? Like it was, yeah. it was Eid the weekend before last. Yeah, so basically, it was Ramadan, Eid. Then the, the immediately the following weekend on the Saturday, I went to Italy and I just got back. Mm. So like, fair enough. I think now. So what are you going to do tomorrow morning, mate? What is it? Monday tomorrow? Saturday tomorrow? Saturday. Um, coronation tomorrow? Is it tomorrow? Yeah, mate. Yeah, I'm going to go to the coronation. Apparently, there's a thing in Hyde Park, like watching on the screen or something. That sounds pretty fun. Cool. I'll do that. I'll go to the gym in the morning before that. Nice. Depo. I mean, I've been getting up pretty reasonably these days. I began have like 7.30 Italy time. Nice. It's kind of early here. So I could probably get up for like 7. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to start going at 7. Nice. Go to the gym. We can go gym together. Yeah, mate, let's do it. <coughs> nice. Let's see what time it opens. Let's go in the morning. But yeah, I think I can get back on it. Yeah. Anyway, that's me. What about you? Let's see. Personally. Personal um, updates last few months. Personal updates last few months. So physical health front going pretty pretty reasonably. Been working with a health coach, Dan Go, off of, off of Twitter.com. Oh, yeah. And that's been great. Um, bit of a sort of not taking it as seriously these last couple of weeks because we're in the final crunch mode for the book. Okay. And so I've been prioritizing that rather than gym. But don't but you still, think gym makes you more productive or something? Yeah, but I mean, it, it's always the thing that gets squeezed because mm. I try and do gym post-work, but yeah. pre like evening plans. Yeah, last week yeah. I had evening plans and then work lasted a bit longer. And, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. The, the, the usual rigmarole. Um. But no, I've been 
managing to go like three times three times a week anyway yeah. just sometimes for token workouts rather than proper ones yeah and the walking treadmill has been really helpful on the the, the standing treadmill desk yeah so i've been getting like ten thousand steps a day on average and i was looking at the stats this morning and in, the, in 39 days of walking on the treadmill i have walked about 160 kilometers really yeah just like literally while working in, in 40 days like four That's or five like, k a day. Wow! Yeah, just on the treadmill thing while working. That's so great, it's been man. it's been really good. Do you feel, have you felt any like health improvements now that you've been doing it for like a few months? Um, or like two, 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 two. yeah, I mean, I think the health improvements are just sort of eating slightly better than before. No, no, but from the walking, from the walking. No, not that I can feel. Or is it more of an invisible? I think long, it's more of like super an invisible, long-term thing. Yeah, that kind of vibe. So that's been good. On the mind front, yeah, nothing to complain about. Everything's all all fine and dandy. And then soul, I started are meditation you, like you, two days ago. Are you feeding your mind? Huh? What are you feeding your mind with if not, if not the cultural, the cultural war? Um, A lot of... Or rather, uh, <laughs> what, yeah. what is your mind being fed? <laughs> <laughs> My mind is being fed. Um, a lot of book-related stuff for like final bits of research, things like that. Right. Um, yeah, the usual like business podcast, a bit of health stuff, a bit of Huberman Lab, like Tim Ferriss, Derek Sivers podcast. What's the deal with Huberman Lab, man? I feel like... Every, like a lot of people are talking about it mm. and like it's quite a classic thing nowadays to mm. hear like it's part of the tech bro starter pack yeah yeah and it's quite a classic thing to hear like oh i've started like this new you know micro optimization on this part of my life because i heard about it on the human lab yeah like how legit is it and like how impactful are these things i think it's pretty legit and like most of the broad brushstrokes are very impactful if you do them. The micro optimizations okay. people like to cling on to because they don't like the macro optimizations, which is get good sleep and walk and do some exercise yeah. and eat good food and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, at one point, I listened to a Huberman Lab episode and it was about like, what's the minimum effective dose of sauna? And I was like, cool, I want to start getting, I want to be like the sauna king or whatever. Yeah. I, want, I, want, <laughs> yeah. I, want, I want to get some sauna in my life. So, you know, through work, we've got this private health insurance thing. We, we get 50% yeah. off at the local Nuffield gym. So I went right. to the local Nuffield gym to check out the sauna. Yeah. And I went with Jane and I said to Jane afterwards, Jane, man, you know, how, how many days should I really be aiming to, like, how, how much time should I really be aiming to spend in the sauna? Yeah. Like, are we talking like four days, 13 minutes? Or are we talking like four days, 17 minutes? Like, what, <laughs> like, what, what's the deal with that? And oh, wait, Jane was like, are we, are we, yeah, those are the numbers you said. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Because I knew there was some kind of like, okay, what's, yeah. what's the minimum effective dose? And Jane was like, how about we start with once a week? <laughs> and then we'll worry about the micro-optimizations. I was like, okay, that's a good point. Yeah. And then I've not been to the sauna since. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, but I think my understanding is that's the level of human lab stuff. Okay, fine, yeah. 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 It's just quite quite dense. Um, but yeah, mine's been broadly fed. I read a few good books. I read oh, yeah. Lean, listened to Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. Oh, yeah. Which is really good. Yeah. Uh, just like what, really, really what? eye-opening. What's it like change or like enhance your perspective on? I think just sort of appreciating women, a little bit women's more. Issues in the yeah, workplace. women's issues in the workplace and stuff like that. Working on a, on a video about it. Um, I started working with an in-person personal assistant or okay. executive assistant, okay. which has been absolutely game-changing. Really? So above one of our team members uh, who used to be doing YouTuber Academy stuff, but now we're winding down the YouTuber Academy her role was a bit like uncertain. Yeah. And then she let slip that her life's ambition is to be a personal assistant. Oh. And I was like, wait, what? She was <laughs> like, yeah, I was going to apply for the role when you advertised it two years ago, but she already was doing YouTuber Academy stuff. Oh. And I was like, really? She was like, yeah, I just love organizing people and love organizing things. 
So she's she's helped me whip my life into shape. Really? Like we literally we had a set we had a session going over my goals, setting goals for the month, setting yeah. up little like projects in Todoist, which has team a Teams feature. One of the things that's been on the bucket list for the last two years has been to organize a creators retreat. Oh yeah, and you did that. And so last, last weekend, weekend. We, yeah, yeah. Bob organized a creators retreat. We went down to Kent. There were like fourteen of us there. It was yeah. great vibes, super fun. And that would not have happened had Bob not taken the initiative to organize it Mate, nice. because she saw it was on the list. Yeah. Um, she's helped organize something that something that we're doing for my birthday. She's been sort of even kind of making sure like the studio is tidy and there is like yeah. a, now a drawer for my passport and IDs and yeah, like yeah, yeah. all of that stuff. And she's been on holidays for this last week because she was working super hard for the YouTuber Academy and then yeah. that ended like last week. And this week, my life has slowly degenerated. Really? And like the desk is a mess. The studio is a mess. I feel like I'm not really on top of things like I was when she was around. Like what's um, the biggest area of value? The desk, the, the tidiness seems a bit trivial. Tidiness, you would think, seems a bit trivial. Um, I, it does make a difference, but like... Yeah. Honestly, the main, the main area of value is just in having someone nearby who can deal with the micro things that are important uh, or that, that are not needle moving, yeah. but in aggregate yeah. become like needle moving. Yeah, yeah. So things like keeping on top of WhatsApp messages from creator friends, because WhatsApp is sort of a mix of personal and professional and all that yeah, kind of stuff yeah. and being like, oh, Cody Sanchez has sent a message asking for this thing on the ConvertKit email network. Do you want to reply to her? And I'm like, oh, I can just say a reply and then Bob can send the reply or sort the, whatever the thing out or is, yeah. for example, behind the scenes. Yeah. Is that super, super handy? Um, keeping on top of emails, super handy. Yeah. Being able to just say to me, hey, what do you reckon about this thing? Yeah. And yeah, on the person on the personal front as well, being like, right, so Ali, what do you need to make? Uh, what do we need to order you to make your health goals legit? Yeah, you're like, oh, can we, I think I, I probably need some more protein shake. But cool, yeah. ordered that kind of vibe. Yeah, um, there was a I, I, I wanted to do a, an evening dinner, hang like um, inviting friends from uni. Yeah, and I had this on the list, and she was like, cool, should we get a date in the diary? I was like, okay then, yeah. let's do this Tuesday. And she was like, cool, what, what, what do you fancy cooking? I can order some groceries in. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, okay, um, spaghetti bolognese. She was like, any any recipe you like? I was like, I don't know, like the, the, the BBC good food one, but can you make sure like, you know, we order in some like halal meat and like, yeah. you know, the team's going to be around. So like, well, whatever, like let's get a veggie version as well. Yeah. She was like, cool, yep. I'll set up an, an online order, order for that number of people. And then on the day, the grocery delivery arrived in the morning from Tesco, which she had arranged fully. Yeah. She printed out the recipe for the thing and... It was there in the kitchen along with all the stuff. Mate. And it was just absolutely game changing. That's sick. It's just like stuff like that where those little, seemingly little things actually become very yeah, big yeah, things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember being really yeah. surprised. I was like, wow, like, are these taking the initiative to organize this thing? And he's like cooking. Like, what, how has he pulled this off? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's the power of the power of a, an assistant. Yeah. So Bob has been changing my life recently, which that has been absolutely great, glorious. And she's back next week, so I can't wait for the my my life to become organized again. That sounds sick. Yeah. And it means I can focus all my time on just write, writing and filming, which are the two highest value things that I do. Nice. Okay. So yeah. Broadly, things are good. Things are good. How, the how was the biz? So YouTube Academy just finished. Yeah. We decided this, this is going to be the, the final cohort of our YouTuber Academy. It finished. We crossed the $2 million mark in sales for YouTuber Academy. Nice. It's our first million pound month in, I think, really? February. Sick. In terms of rev, revenue. Um, and it feels like, for the first time in a while, all cylinders in the business are firing and are pointed in the right direction and in the same direction. So why are you not doing the part-time YouTuber Academy anymore? 
I realized after two and a half years of doing it, it was kind of getting a bit boring. And right. also it's kind of stressful having, it's very stressful having a business where 50% of the revenue is reliant on like three weeks of the year okay. for live cohorts. And I was being invited to do all sorts of cool stuff that I had to decline because of being online for Zoom calls, uh, decent okay. setup and that yeah. whole shebang. And ultimately I asked myself the question of if I won the lottery, what would I do with my time? And the answer was not run the YouTuber Academy. The answer was still to make YouTube videos and still write stuff. But yeah. it wasn't to run a live cohort online course on Zoom. Yeah. Which is just, you know, it's fun, it's fun yeah. the first couple of times, but it yeah. really felt like work. Yeah. So, so that was one of the main things that I was doing where, I, where really the only reason to do it was for the money. Yeah. And I feel like that's not, that's not the decision-making framework I want to use anymore. Um, so it's finishing and we're turning it into an evergreen self-serve product. But yeah. that feels exciting because now we'll, we're, we're now for the first time basically ever in, well, in the history of this business for the last six years, we now have an evergreen product that we can sell mm. like throughout the year. Yeah. And that means all so of our funnels suddenly now? start to make sense. Is it on sale now? No, probably in the, in the next couple of weeks. Okay, nice. So building all the funnels and stuff and then being able to see that, oh, cool. This is how many leads we're getting. This yeah, is how yeah, many yeah. sales calls are booking because we have a sales call thing now. And yeah, yeah. One of our team members are doing sales calls and it's all like those marketing-y, salesy type things, yeah, yeah. which are very hard to do when you launch three times a year and you're not able yeah. to get any revenue outside of those times. Yeah. But hopefully it'll be easier to do. And then, inshallah, fingers crossed, if that works out, that'll be the revenue driver for the business for now. Nice. And then, yeah, the content's going well. The book is in the last, like, week. We're aiming to get it to sort of finalized, like, next week. Mate, how many times have you said it's in the last week? I've said it that it's in the last... It's, it's been in the last week of, like, the second draft and the third, third draft. Like, oh, okay. things go through, like, seven or eight drafts. Okay. So, when we're now so probably the, the final seventh, draft. The seventh out of eight. Really? <laughs> the, the, the Google Doc is called Almost Final. So, when, when is it going to be on the shelves, roughly? Um, probably end of December slash early Jan. Nice. That's not too far away. It's not too far away, yeah. And you've decided on a cover, sort of? Yeah, we've had a few designs back and forth, you know, doing the whole design stuff. Yeah, we're also trying to do what, what I'm referring to as Operation Instagram. Okay. Which is where we want the book to look good on Instagram. <laughs> okay. Um, or really, like, if I'm showing B-roll flicking through the book, yeah. I want it to look like not just a wall of text. And right. so breaking up the text with pull quotes and with, like, diagrams and with, yeah. like, instead of formatting something as a list, formatting as a table instead. Or like, yeah. instead of, like, being four paragraphs, turning it into, like, a four-part flowchart or hmm. that kind of stuff is now the final polish. and That's interesting. Yeah. Tweaking the the copy of the headings in the table of contents <laughs> yeah. so that it, if someone just looks at the table of contents, yeah. it sounds somewhat clickbait, but not so clickbait, yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So it's just those final layers of polish that are being applied mm. to it, whittling it down. It, feel, it feels exciting now. Right. Um, I had a thought for the first time yesterday, which is this might actually be good. Really? Around, like Jan uh, sort of around December, I was despairing because I thought it was, uh, it was really bad. Because okay. that was when I handed in the, the first proper draft. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. And then around February, I was like, oh, now that I'm seeing the edits, like, yeah. this could be reasonable. Really? And uh, as of yesterday, I'm like, this could actually be, this could, this could actually be good. Yeah. But there's still lots of work to do in the last week to really polish it. Nice. Then we'll see, man. Well, can you, can you like roughly summarize like what's, what's made it good now when it was despairing level in December? I think this is, I've spoken to a lot of authors by this point. They all say that the first draft is always supposed to, is always really, really bad. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. You know, I get that. But like, what is the difference? The difference is... Is it, is it like a complete restructure? Is it just like improving the words and the sentences? No, so it's more like big picture stuff. Okay. So for example, the first draft had 110,000 words yeah. where each chapter had like 
18 different actionable strategies and all that kind of stuff okay. because I was so like, oh, crap, we're not going to have enough material that I over-egged mm. it massively. And then the cut-down version was like, actually, each chapter should only have 7,000 words. Okay. And therefore, yeah. there's only room, really, for three big ideas and six strategies. Okay. So we're cutting out 12 of them. Yeah. Cool. Let's just keep the best six. Okay. And everything else gets cut, gets restructured so that it makes sense. But it's kind of like... There was quite a lot of restructuring that was needed because when you cut out like 80% of the strategies from a chapter, yeah. the flow of the tab chapter may not necessarily work. Right. So you then have to re rework some things. Yeah. And then you like replace a clunky story with a better one. You do a little bit of research here and there to mm. add out some bits or to uh, really back it up. Yeah. And then after the sort of chipping away, you realize, oh, it starts off with an interesting story. Mm. And then the first point is interesting. And the first strategy is interesting. And, some good and it just stays interesting. And then and the second story is quite good yeah. because we actually actively found a good story for that. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, you know, that story of like, like LeBron James and how he does this thing on the court. It's, oh, yeah. it's a great story, which leads into that. Yeah. Damn, this, <laughs> this okay. chapter yeah, is yeah, actually yeah. not bad. Yeah. And then the final chapter I was working on last week, uh, really kind of doing last minute stuff on that. And the final chapter is about alignment, basically mm. how to figure out what to do with your life. Okay. And I tested out the material for the first time on the creator retreat yeah. where I did a little session of like oh, life cool. planning session yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with the 12 people around yeah. the table. And I didn't tell people that it was based on what was in the book. Oh, I nice. was just like, right guys, in order to figure out what to do with our lives, we need to think about it in yeah, three yeah. different time horizons, long term, yeah, yeah. medium term, and the here and now. And so we're going to go through, the, through these exercises. Yeah. And I just went with it yeah. super confidently as if I knew what I was talking about. Yeah. And at the end of it, people were like, oh my God, this is like the most useful thing ever. Really? I never thought about my life. And I'm like, yes, oh, nice. thank God That's for so that. Sick. Because I've been in the weeds with this shit for the last yeah, yeah, two yeah. and a half years. Yeah. That like, finally, I'm like, un telling people about some of the ideas. Into the field, yeah. And they find it helpful. I'm like, yeah. good, I'm glad it's not just yeah. me that thinks this is interesting. <laughs> and then like, uh, I, I sent a chapter one to Tintin a couple of months ago that like that draft of it. And since then, he was just like, yeah, you know, I just keep on thinking about that, you know, really? that thing that you said in chapter one, What's which is thing? Oh, basically turning work into play okay. in, a, in a nutshell. Yeah. And just like, yeah, I just found it, it's just been really helpful in my work and my personal life as well. I just yeah. think like, just being a bit more playful in everything that we do, it's just, it just makes yeah. such a difference. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Yes, I'm glad you think so, because yeah. I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's nice getting that kind of mini validation from people who are seeing bits of it. Nice. But yeah, it's been a fun journey. One of the challenges, mate. You haven't said any challenges right now. Challenges? What are the challenges? Challenges are, I guess, trying to, trying to make it as good as it can possibly, like the book as good as it can possibly be. Mm. Because like it's the last week or two of yeah. this process. And if I'm going to be plugging the shit out of this book for the next like five years, mm. really like the, the marketing. Five years? Is that really how it works? Yeah, I mean, James Clear is plugging Atomic Habits five years later. It's been on the number is, one on the list for... How is he plugging it? Oh, and newsletters and, you know, that kind of thing. Actively? He, like, he's still going on podcasts to, like, what do you... No, mean, he's, more, he's more chill about that. But just, like, you know, I, I, I imagine I'll continue to, continue to make videos for at least five years. And so, like... Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, well, yeah. All that kind of stuff. Um, but really, the book actually needs to be good for people to recommend it to, to other people. Yeah. And that is how books really fly. Mm. And so, inshallah, people, people do that for this one. Um, but I'm trying not to think too hard about it because the goal that I want for myself is to write a book I'm proud of yeah. rather than to write a book that is commercially or critically successful or anything like that. Yeah. Um, bit of a challenge, yeah, just making making time to do the gym stuff properly. What are the challenges, really? Mate, 
game changing thing i realized yeah so um <laughs> me and jane were doing our little life dinner a couple of days ago because we okay. do it on the first monday of each month yeah and one of the things that i thought i was finding challenging was um you know we were talking about like um you know the whole getting to bed on time waking yeah. up early all of that kind of stuff yeah because I was like, yeah, you know, whenever I hang out with friends, it goes on too late. And then I wake up yeah, and then right. I feel like really groggy in the morning. And then I have a meeting at 8 a.m. with Angus. And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This kind of stuff. And she was like, why don't you just sleep earlier? And I was like, nah, I, I, I couldn't possibly sleep earlier. Like, yeah, sh surely not. Um, and she was like, why not? And I was like, well, I'm, I want to hang out with boys. She was yeah. like, okay, but like, can't you just move your dinner to six till nine rather than like 7.30 to 11? And I was like, huh. I mean, yeah, maybe I could. And can you? I feel like most of the boys cannot show up at dinner at six. Um, so I moved a couple of dinners to six p.m. and broadly people showed up really six thirty. Huh. I mean, we had one one dinner with the lads seven thirty the other day, mm. and at like nine thirty, I was like, "All right, guys, gonna start winding things down." Ended up winding things down at ten. In bed and asleep by ten thirty. Woke up at half past six. Wow. And waking up at half past six is game changing. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it genuinely feels like I have created more time Mate, in so, my life. There's so much time in that morning. Yeah, yeah it's glorious. So yeah. I've been doing meditation for the last couple of days. I've started, you know, with the Headspace app, yeah, my yeah. streaks and doing some journaling. Yeah. It feels so glorious. And I had some time yesterday in that hour block in the morning to faff around with some Notion, GPT, mm. AI type stuff. Yeah. Which I've just, I've just not tinkered with tech stuff in yeah, like I mean, years. Yeah, yeah. I and it was so nice. That. Yeah. It was so good. All, all because of waking up early and sleeping slightly earlier. Yeah. So I've set my kind of iPhone bedtime alarm to be 9.30 now. So it's actually 9.40, so we should be sleeping soon. Yeah. Um, so the aim is to sleep by 10, 10.30, wake up at 6 or 6.30. Yeah, but sleeping early is amazing. Yeah, it's so good. It's great. It felt so good when I was in bed by 9.30 yesterday, just like it's reading on the Kindle. It's incredible, like, mate. Yeah. Why don't I do this more often? Yeah, just <laughs> being in bed and having reading time. There's, there's nothing, nothing Absolutely like glorious. Yeah. Right. So that's the vibe. What about you? Challenges on the work front? Challenges on the work front. I mean, there's always, there's, yeah, there's always like a bunch of stuff going on. How, how comfortable are you talking about work challenges? Because now your company is fairly big. You've got like 30 people or something like that. Like, do you worry Mate, that like if you talk early. about the challenges, then the, the investors are going to get spooked or something like that? Yeah, I think to some extent, like, I definitely don't want to be like fully transparent about everything work-related in real time. I think okay. like, a few <laughs> months six after, months a few, yeah a few months after the fact so what's like, happened six months ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah what happened six months ago or at the start of the year yeah, i feel like we've talked we talked about this for like two years ago or something yeah this exact question and i've said this thing about the six month delay and mm. um yeah recent recent kind of theme and kind of general challenge is just you know we're a fairly small team we're like 30 people and we're trying to do a bunch of stuff because, you know, we have this kind of vision to be, you know, this really general tool. Um, and, so, you know, the, the vision is very broad. And I think what we really need is to find like a singular focus that the whole team can push forwards and just always have like basically a singular focus on one thing until that thing is like in a good place and then move on to the next thing, et cetera. Mm. Whereas I think what we've kind of been trying to do for, you know, a while is like multiple quite big things. Okay. And yeah, it's just harder to make like meaningful progress on multiple quite big things when you're a small team rather mm. than like one big thing. 
Yeah, I think that that's yeah, that's been a general theme. I think the offsite that we had in Italy this week was really helpful, just to kind of realign everyone and um, yeah, just hammer home this point about focus. And a lot of it is like down to obviously me and Lucas of you know setting the strategy to be more focused. And so yeah, that's what we're trying to do at the moment. How did you arrive at that conclusion? That being more focused was the answer. What is the answer? Uh, I think kind of just looking back on the last like six to 12 months, we haven't made as much progress as we would have liked in certain areas. And I think just physically, we just don't have enough resources. Like we don't have enough resources to simultaneously like do big things in two areas. And so what we've done is like, do a big thing in one area and then switch to doing a big thing in the other area and back and forth. And then you kind of like lose momentum in the area that you're not working on for a month or two while you do the other one. And I think that's, we've kind of done a bit of that over the last like six months or something. Okay. And yeah, we just haven't like, it just led, led to like less progress than we'd, we'd have hoped. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the, the realization was basically like, man, if we'd like, the amount of progress we can make in like one month or like two months focused on like one thing is actually quite a lot. But like typically when you're doing something, you'll like, you'll work on a bunch of stuff. You'll put it out there. You'll then get some signal of like, you know, and that signal might be, okay, this is completely the wrong direction. Right. It might be like, this is like, you've hit the nail on the head. Like you've got, you've got the hole in one, like you've hit, you know, you've, you've got it but more likely it is that huh like this is in the right direction but actually we need we need like three more iterations solving various problems and the issue if you're only like doing one of these bursts is that chances are you know if if like if you're chances are if you're lucky the conclusion will be right we had the right idea there are a couple of key things that we got wrong or like a couple of things missing or like a couple of things that needed improvement we need to improve on those and then like push it out again. And if you're only doing like one one iteration and then switching to a completely different type of thing, mm. then like, yeah, you just end up making much less progress in, mm. in both areas. So yeah, I think we've kind of felt that happen a couple of times recently. Okay. Yeah. I've really noticed that sort of thing with like the book project, for example, like in the lead up to Christmas when yeah. everyone on the team was on holiday. And it was just the one thing that I was doing. Yeah. I just made tons and tons and tons and tons of progress mm. just in a two week time period. Yeah. And even like on the level of an individual day for the only thing I have to do on a given day is just book stuff. Yeah. You get fully in stuff. that headspace and be yeah. like, oh, wow, I've literally just yeah. sorted out an entire chapter. Yep. Whereas trying to do a little bit in the morning and then like film a video and then a little bit here and there in between meetings and stuff, it just yeah. Yeah. ends up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that the, the value the the like the headspace aspect of it is like pretty illegible but that's where a lot of the value is where like you know for example if we if we work on x for you know a month and then we work on y for a month and then we come back to x you you've you've like completely lost that headspace in that month mm. you then spend a bunch of time like figuring out okay yeah where do we leave this what were like the main things we like conclude, you know, like you spend a, a bunch of time, like picking things back up and your brain isn't like thinking about that thing in the background. Whereas if you're spending two months on X, then all the while in the background, your brain and the th- the 30 brains on your team or whatever are all thinking about this thing. And like, 
there's random ideas all the time like on slack every day there's like random ideas for random things um that are actually quite good and so if those ideas are about like the thing you're actually working on right you know like right now for like today for example i probably posted like three random slack messages of random ideas um related to some things and i think they're pretty good ideas we're just like not i think for like two of those things we're just not really working on it right now and it's just like a random idea to throw out there for one of those things it is actually kind of a, a thing that we've been working on and it's really useful to have that but yeah i think if you're in the headspace like the i think the the trap is that like on paper if you spend like if you if you flip flop between two things one month on one month off for six months you'll split you'll end up spending three months on each thing but actually you'll end like i think if you do one thing for six months you actually kind of get like 12 months of work out of it because like you're doing the thing for those six months you know mm. and then like during those six months there's also a bit of a flywheel effect of you know generating ideas and like yeah the momentum piece hmm something like that nice yeah so how like so what is the one area that you're going to focus on um tbd but this is yeah something we're thinking about okay nice how does how 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 does it feel to run this company at the moment? Mm. I'd say in the last few months. Yeah, I've been pretty happy on the work side in the last few months. I think. Yeah. Because before on the pod we used to talk about how your calendar was a mess and it was like, oh mate, like calendar's way better now. Yeah, I've got calls good. all day. I hate my life. <laughs> that was the same. Yeah, yeah. Just looking at my calendar. So this week was the offsite, so that's a bit of an exceptional week. But on the average, like on an average day last week, or like an average day a couple of weeks ago, one, two, probably have like four hours of calls or something, and then the rest. Is that of a myself, lot or not very much? That's that's fine. I think that's pretty fine for me. I don't mind that. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, three to four hours of calls. It's an it's it's like worse when they're spread out, but yeah. I block out the mornings and a bunch of the team are in the US, so I typically don't really have any calls until after lunch. Mm. And then my afternoon is mostly calls and then it's the evening. Calls and, with the team or calls with other people or what's the deal? Mixture of internal, external, yeah. Mm. And it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's really nice having the morning, man. How do you feel about calls? Mm. One thing I've noticed is that being off i've had some wi-fi issues at home and in italy and being off video just makes the call like much more fun and more productive i think like i had an external call last week i was taking it from this room and the wi-fi was being crap and like said hi to the guy on the video and i was like hey my wi-fi sucks let's go off video and went off video and yeah just not having to spend like cycles thinking about maintaining like staying composed and yeah all of that kind of stuff it really helps so like while i was talking to him i was probably i was probably like doing like this you know just like thinking out loud you know trying, you know just like whatever i was just like in the zone thinking and talking to him and hopefully vice versa mm. that's really good yeah mm. yeah i've been thinking about the calls thing i think i've kind of told myself the story that i don't i don't really like calls mm. um and that's worked nicely because I don't have very much time on calls at all. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking kind of from, you know, a few months from now, 
if once we move out of this place, yeah. I kind of want to do some traveling. And then what does the business look like as a hybrid team? Yeah. And you probably need more calls. Probably need more calls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then a part of me is like, ugh. But then when like, I do call, calls, calls are fun when like someone else is on the hook mostly. Mm. Like calls are less like just use like a really basic example. If we're try if we have a call where like I'm trying to sell someone causal. Yeah, it's quite stressful for you. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a much less fun call than like if we're thinking of buying some software and I'm talking to like the other software company as a buyer yeah. rather than a seller. Yeah. It's like fun. It's like, oh great, yeah, let me learn about this. Like, yeah, like I don't like I don't need to prep for this. Like yeah. Yeah, most the of other, my calls yeah. are that kind of call. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, those calls are fine. Because I find like I had a had a call today with um one of our one of our partners thinking about getting into building software and they were pitching a thing and we were just throwing some ideas around around like what's a cool productivity app we could build and that was really fun yeah it's like this call was fun yeah yeah yeah. Exactly. if i'm in a call with our team and it's like our content entire content meeting meeting to figure out like how can we kind of improve our lead magnet process for our emails it's just this is kind of fun we're just throwing out throwing ideas out there someone else is taking notes i'm just drawing things on a on a figma page and sharing my screen occasionally it's, yeah. yeah it could be good vibes yeah Okay, look, we better wrap this up. It's getting pretty late. Yeah, man. And we both want to wake up early. Absolutely. So we're going to go gym tomorrow morning? Gym tomorrow morning. Nice. What Back time? on the pod. What time are we saying? 7.30. 7.30. We'll go for gym first thing in the morning. Yeah. Oh. Wait, what? I mean, I'm planning to get up at 7. Okay. We can go at 8. I mean, it's a Saturday. Cool. Yeah, let's go at 8. Sure. Fine. I'm planning to wake up at 6.30. All right. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. So we'll 6.30, wake up. Do my faffing around morning routine, maybe do some book stuff. Yeah. Um, sorted. Anything we want to end, end with? I feel like it's good to have a little ending. Yeah, let me find a tweet that isn't about the culture war. What is something that you're grateful for? Really? Nah. Um, yeah, I just feel like structurally everything's, yeah. Can't complain, really, man. Can't complain. Can't complain? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, I feel like, uh, yeah, just early today, I was thinking, like, yeah, I feel like I have a pretty good support network in terms of, like, family and friends. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember why, why, like, I just randomly thought about it. I was like, oh, man, like, yeah, that's actually pretty good. Imagine not having that. So, yeah, I'm grateful for, grateful for my network. Hmm. which is my net worth as we know very good yeah all right what's yours i'm very grateful these days for having a, a relatively stress-free life hmm. like i kind of decreed to the team the other day that where <laughs> uh I, I i now have the inalienable right to film whatever i want whenever i want because <laughs> you we now have this right uh, yeah so because because we, we, we were in a place with some sponsors where they're like there was a like, really tight deadline and then they were quibbling with like the thing of the video and I, I just got quite pissed off i was like look we don't need this like the business makes enough money without having to deal with like annoying sponsors we can actually just say no yeah and that was quite a liberating thought and i think it's very easy for us to sort of assume that the things we're doing are very serious yeah and even earlier today one of our team members came to the room he was like oh you know we you know this brand that we're working with a video on, you know, they they wanted some revisions and so the video's not going to come out so we might have to post it on Sunday and I was like, why are we posting anything on Sunday? Fuck it, like, you know, we can just post it on Monday or Tuesday and they're like, oh yeah, you're right. We can just do that. Mm. And I think there's a lot of like, yeah, 
just realizing that actually life is good. Life doesn't need to be stress. It doesn't yeah. have to be crazy at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're playing a kids playing a game, building a bloody YouTube channel at the end of the day. Like it's yeah. not life or death. Yeah. And I'm always I like actively grateful for that, especially when I hang out with my medic friends, because actually being a doctor is not like that. Yeah. Where you get home and you're thinking like, uh oh, did I do something today that there are will, real stakes that yeah. will kill someone? Yeah, yeah. Whereas like the worst that happens is like sponsor budget for this video goes to their q2 budget and their q1 instead of the q1 <laughs> who cares <laughs> yes yeah. that's a very liberating kind of feeling yeah, yeah and so my life is generally stress-free which is kind of nice that's great man yeah that's a good place to leave it all right thanks everyone for listening and see you hopefully sometime soon <laughs> that's it for this week thank you for listening if you like this episode please leave us a review on apple podcasts or on the apple podcast website if you're not using an iphone there's a link in the show notes if you've got any thoughts on this episode or any ideas for new podcast topics We'd love to get an audio message from you with your conundrum, question, or just anything that we could discuss. Yeah, if you're up for having your voice played on the podcast and your question being the springboard for our discussion, email us an audio file mp3 or voice note to hi at notoverthinking.com. If you've got thoughts but you'd rather not have your voice played publicly, that's fine as well. Tweet or DM us at nOverthinking on Twitter, please. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.